Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk from MediaVillage.org, bringing you another interview with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they are changing the face of stardom across media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now let's get to talking. Today's guest is an actress of stage and screen that you've seen in David Makes Man, In Treatment, and here to talk with us all about the new season of the FX series, The Bear. Please welcome Liza Colon Zayas. Liza, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. So uh, before we dive into the bear, uh, uh, let's go back a bit. So when did little Liza know that she wanted to become an actress and just like dove right into pursuing this career? Um, I just knew as a child, I wanted to run away and join the Partridge family because the family seemed like so much fun and, and they, you know, were doing what they loved. And I, I just, um, throughout my life, it was just like, I want to play make-believe. Mm-hmm. And so it was just something that was in me. And you've had such a varied career at, you know, doing both work on stage and on screen, as we said, and, you know, uh, with how much the business has changed, especially within the last 10 years. I mean, if you think about it, streaming didn't really exist, you know, 10, 12 years ago. So for you, what is the biggest change you've noticed uh, in the entertainment industry and, and that maybe young actors are are going through right now? It, it, there's a couple of factors, I think, um, that they, pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's easier than ever to create your own content and get it out there for large audiences to, um, to f- discover. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, I find just like financially, um, it, your residuals have um, been reduced exponentially yeah. Yeah, yeah. because of streaming. And so, um, you know, it's a double-edged sword. And, um, you know, young people always like, should, should I go to, should I, uh, you know, go to conservatory? Should they, you know, what kind of training should they get? I say it's it's what kind of artist do you want to be? Um, should you graduate $150,000 in debt unless you're going to teach on a college level? I don't know if if that's the way to go. I think college is important. I think it it um it helps you to have a a well-rounded education and experiences that contributes to you being a better artist than human being, I think. But I don't know that it has to be necessarily, um, at least in my experience, I don't know about, you know, as a director, but I don't know that as an actor, you have to put in that time of those financial burdens on yourself. Um, I think that they should, um, you know, study, chemical engineering so they could pay the rent yeah. as a struggling actor um and 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 do the what what I did I I got a degree in theater I went in for accounting um because my boyfriend at the time said um nobody wants to be, see a, a chubby latina on the tv and so yeah wow. and so <laughs> you know 
he, 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 he's not alone in that way of thinking, right? We've all yeah. been sort of, we've all been um, brainwashed in that way, one way or another. Um, but I, when I got there and I started watching some plays, I was like, no, this is this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And then I came out and I struggled, and then eventually found my way through taking smaller classes, HP Studio. Um, and in that way, building relationships and building connections until I found Labyrinth Theater and, you know, Backstage Magazine and auditioned for them several times and finally got in. And over decades, built, you know, this journey took decades. It's not linear. Um, I tell young people, do not ever compare yourself to anybody else. We're going to start out with people who are in our type and they're going to take off and we're going to struggle and 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 they're going to dive and we may still be struggling. And so it's really important to um, maintain your, your self-love and your self-respect and love who you are because you can't be anybody else and it's your 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 kookiness that is going to help you stand out in, in in some room or another somebody will um actually appreciate your um how genuine your authenticity and and you got to just you know stay in the game do the work be prepared show up on time not like me um <laughs> <laughs> be you be relentless and you know fast forwarding to um to the bear uh which season two uh at this point that uh it'll be re- that this interview will go up the se- second season will have premiered mm-hmm. um and you know my dad was a chef for nearly 30 years uh, i was practically raised in the kitchen um mm-hmm. and you know it just i i love the show so much and and i know folks who have worked in the restaurant industry in any capacity love the show because it just reflects what they have experienced, what they've gone through. Um, and, you know, even this sort of struggling artist, and a lot of people don't really consider the culinary arts as an art. It is an art. It is absolutely an art form. Oh. Um, and, you know, just seeing all these characters morph and change and go what they go through throughout that whole first season. So um, how similar would you say you are to Tina? Or if you're not similar, uh, is there anyone that you drew inspiration from, from your own life uh, to bring this character to life? I I always bring a a combo of people mm. that I've come across or you know um either from a distance a little bit it's always a like a frankenstein mesh of of people um I think there's a lot of me that's like Tina um I could be you know mama bear and and flip um I went into the I I went into a pizza shop one day, a little hole in the wall and and on the east side. And all of these dudes were terrified of this little woman running the kitchen. Little Latina. She was like yeah. a general. And I just watched how she walked in and out from front of the house to back of the house and the tone and the it was all about it was that body language. Um hers and how it affected them and I was like shit that's Tina 
And so I, I found some of her. She's some of my aunt. It, it, she's a, she's a few people. Um, but yes, I agree with you that it is an art. Um, I stand in awe of chefs. I stand yeah. in awe of restaurant and hospitality workers. It is so hard. Um, I I dig the adrenaline of acting. It it. I I I just I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how you chefs um dig the rush and the pressure. I'm like, I'd be having a meltdown. Um, <laughs> uh, and so I think they all deserve so much more respect, mm -hmm. money, benefits. Mm -hmm. um, all the things that, that they are sacrificing their personal lives for. Um, yeah. And I'm so grateful that the bear is shining a light on that, hopefully. Yeah. You know, the restaurant workers and, and chefs and, and front and back of house at restaurants and, you know, they're sort of the, the uh, unsung essential workers. You know, they kept so many people fed during all these years of the, of the pandemic and, and all of that. So, you know, again, I, I, as you said, love that the show is sort of um, opening up the world and that it's not sort of, I feel like anytime there is a project about a restaurant, it's about like a five-star restaurant or Michelin, you know, it's a different type. And this is sort of, like you said, sort of like a hole in the wall, much more relatable. These are people with problems with their kids and they're trying to become more and, and you know, learn. And as you said, got respect and, and, you know, I remember during my catering days, I knew because of my father, you refer to the chef as chef and, you know, yes, chef and confirm everything. And as he said, sort of like militaristic, <laughs> like, a, like a general, you know? Um, yeah. So I just, I just love how much that um, fans are loving it. The critics have loved that the show has been just so well received. And uh, what are you looking forward to most for audiences to see with season two? Uh, they're going to get to know the, the characters more intimately. Everyone is going through something and is in the world we live in. And so this season, um, yeah, you're gonna get your 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 hit of stress, but it's gonna be really balanced with um, you know, the challenges and the inspo and the things that inspire these individuals um as we rebuild. Um if we can rebuild. And so what you're saying about like that, that it's landing, I, I find that the biggest compliment that I could get mm. is from the restaurant workers that, that, you know, the show is getting it right. So having been in this role for a couple of seasons now, since production first started season one to now, how have you noticed that Tina has changed the most uh, throughout the show's journey so far? Uh, Tina's stepping up her game. Trust has been gained and continues to be uh, built. Um, we saw a snippet of it, of, of Io's, uh, Sydney and Tina beginning to kind of come together. And we're going to see more of that. Holding each other accountable and standards and support is what we're going to see more of Um this season i mean these you know this is family and dysfunctional as many families are but 
now turning a corner, hopefully, um, to to um, raise each other mm. and on all the levels. And so uh, that's how I see my and and personally, um, look, I sliced off my the tip of my finger on a mandolin slicer the other day. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that is getting better. My middle finger too on top of that. <laughs> trying to trying to get, you know, trying to use some of the skills that, that uh I've been learning here. Mm -hmm. Hopefully not like that. <laughs> it was and, just uh, a second. I was like, like I was slicing my husband for one split. He's like, yeah, be careful, honey. I was like, yeah, I know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, before we go, uh, we always love to ask this question. So, you know, growing up, um, who is it that made you feel represented for the first time on screen or on stage? What actor, what performance sort of gave you that feeling of like, that's me, that's my story? I haven't seen it yet. Well, it's mm -hmm. it's sort of a, a smattering of people. You know, when I was growing up, it was the Jackson 5. So seeing just seeing brown people mm. on the screen where whenever I could it was Lola Falana um uh uh yeah it was it was very hard to latch on to and I and and I feel like on some level that has still stayed with me um I'm a New Yorican. I identify as a Black Latina. Um, um, culturally, I I identify with with Puerto Rican, New Yorican culture. Yet, I don't fully fit in in those spaces. I don't fully fit in in um, Afro African American spaces. Even though I grew up in the projects, and that's who I thought I was. Um, I, I find that I'm still struggling with, with what my identity is. It has to be fluid. Mm. Um, so yeah, it sound it, it did start out with with the brown faces of the 70s. I'm I'm a I'm um I'm a soul kid, you know. Um, I also listened to, you know, Tito Puente was a big deal in our home. Mm -hmm. So I, I I think we still have a lot of work to do in in um in creating spaces for for stories like mine that don't easily um oh and also real women have curves. Yes. Yeah. I think that was the film that I was like, ah, that's me. Yeah. And a uh, last question. If you could give a 13-year-old Liza one piece of advice. What would you tell her? You are enough. You hear a lot of, I constantly feel like I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not interesting enough. Just, just not anything enough. So now I I feel, and I wish I tried to impress that you are enough. That's probably the most common uh, answer we get because so many young actors coming up, you know, especially 
um, before sort of like the body positivity movement and the inclusivity movements and all of that, uh, we're often told like, you're going to have this particular type of career. You're not going to be able to become like a star. You'll always be supporting. You'll always be the comic relief. You'll always be this or that. Um, so I think that that's an incredibly important message for, for young actors everywhere, even still to this day, you know, for any young actors listening, you're enough. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We need it. Um, I had given up that I would ever be on Broadway. I had given up um, that I'd ever be a series regular on, a t on TV. I had given up that I would get awards and it took decades, but we started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liza, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us today. It's been thank such a pleasure. You. Thank you. Thank you.